brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everyone is on a journey. My mission is to share your experience and to bridge the gap of feeling alone on it. I want to help you share your life to encourage others and their unique circumstances. We're all in this together, so let's help each other thrive as women, wives, moms, and military families. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Thriving Together. Today, I have Kathy O'Brien. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, I'm so excited to have you, and we're actually going to have two podcasts with you because you are just full of so much information, but today, can you first just tell us a little bit about you, your family? Sure, absolutely. So, uh, so my name is Kathy. Uh, I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for, oh goodness, probably ooh, almost 10 years now, actually a little bit over that. Um, I met my husband in nursing school in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, he is actually a little bit younger than me, uh, which he likes to rub in a lot, but not by that much. Um, but yeah, so we met there and decided to get married after we'd known each other for a bit and worked in Dallas for a while. Then we decided to do travel nursing. So we went up to the Pacific Northwest, did that for a little while and then lived up there, which is actually where I met my love friend Taylor. Um, and then we decided to move back to Texas because we just missed it a lot. Uh, we have two little girls. One is six, one is two. And they are both little spitfires and keep us on our toes quite a bit. So, yeah. Okay. So you both are registered nurses. I actually think that's really neat that you guys were traveling nurses. And I thoroughly am glad you went up to the Pacific Northwest because I did get to meet you there. I and know. Yeah, and sometimes I always find it so funny how how we felt towards each other. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so bad. I know. I thought about that the other day. Whenever I was knew I was going to be on here, I was like, should we mention that? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, it probably does not help. We were both pregnant. Like very We were, pregnant. and you were very pregnant, like about to pop pregnant. Yes, I was definitely about to pop pregnant. And it wasn't that, like, I disliked you, but I definitely was like, eh, no, no thanks. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, we were in a, a Sunday school class, and you were there. Was it your first time in the class? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think it was, like, our first or second time. And then everybody introduced themselves, and same thing. I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> but, <laughs> but fun fact is a lot, not all, I wouldn't say all, but a lot of my really close friends, the moment that I met them, like within the first moments that I met them, I didn't like them, which is very strange and weird. And maybe that says something about my personality. I don't know. But almost <laughs> a lot of my really good friends, that's the case. So there you go. Yes. If we pretty much were like, mm, no, there's a probably a good chance we'll be best friends. So that's right. It's very <laughs> good odds. feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So... I know. It's, it's so funny because I'm like, now it's been, dear goodness, 
at least five years yeah. since I've known you. Yeah, and exactly. you and your husband both are our ends. And then you and I work together because we do Rodan and Fields together. Yes. And then because you guys are like such go-getters, you also <laughs> own a business together yes. as a couple because exactly. as you do, you didn't have enough on your plate. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just, let's just throw, let's just, oh, we have the candle burning at both ends. Let's just start like a roaring fire and just hold the candle just right on over that fire. That's just yeah. how I like to live life. Yeah. Yes. So I first want to touch on just kind of the schedule that our ends have. I can't imagine that it's that simple when both parents possibly are in different schedules or even the same schedule, you know, how do you, how do you manage all of that with your girls as well? Yeah. So, you know, when we first got married, it wasn't that big of a deal. A, we didn't have kids and B, we were both working night shift because I worked at a, a level one trauma center here in Dallas. So I worked nights and so uh, it actually worked out really well. But when we started doing travel nursing, a lot of other uh, recovery rooms, which I work in, that's the area I work in is the PACU or the recovery room. They do, they are open at night, but it's more of like an emergency situation. So at that point, I did start working days and actually also talking about burning your candle at both ends. When we started doing travel nursing, I was also going to school full time online to get my bachelor's degree. <laughs> so I was working days. I was working like four 10 hour shifts full time at a place we had never been. We were in Seattle and um, also getting my bachelor's degree. So that was an adjustment for sure, especially living. I never lived in a city either. Living in Seattle was definitely a huge culture shock coming from, even from Dallas. I know Dallas is a city, but it's not the same thing at all. It was definitely like a totally different situation. So, and then from then on, we've, we've been on opposite schedules. So there are days where we don't see each other or we might see each other for five minutes here or there. But, you know, we just make it work. We try to make the time that we do have together meaningful and all that fun stuff and just get stuff done that we need to get done. There's a lot of living life through text messages and voice texts and stuff like that and, you know, all that fun stuff. So we just, you know, it's hard, but we just make it work. So I really wanted to touch on that because I wanted people to just kind of see some of the similarities that happen between even just military couples and for you guys, you guys are nurses and it's just the whole part, the whole thing about this is really just to have unique lifestyles and have there be encouragement. And they really do tie together when you think about, I mean, come on, for me, I'm like, okay, let me text my husband. I think it's okay. Maybe he'll respond. I don't know. I don't actually know what he's doing, you know, <laughs> and that's how I live life sometimes. And now I'm all about Marco Polo. I'm like, now you can at least see my face whenever you hear my voice or, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. with technology, but it definitely, I think we can relate in that area of your relationship really being a lifesaver through the phone. Yeah. Which it really sometimes is. I'm like, I hate the phone. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I can talk to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it's it a is it's true. relationship. Okay. So then let's talk about how you guys are juggling. How did you even get into, I'm going to purchase a business. You can share with everybody what that business <laughs> is. It's like one of my favorite okay. places. So <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we own a Bahama Bucks and we, it's kind of a, an interesting story. So when Spencer was in college, he worked at, in Lubbock at one of their shops. 
and his parents actually own another Bahama Bucks here in the Dallas area. So he's always kind of been involved in that. I, on the other hand, am like a consumer only and never did anything like that. Like, you know, we talked about, I've had Rodan and Fields. That's been my business for the last three years now, but I've never done like a brick and mortar business. You know, I've never been into like the location and like, I had absolutely no idea what is involved with that. But so whenever he originally had thought about um, owning a Bahama Bucks, I mean, he'd been talking about it for years, but we were actually still living in Washington and I was pregnant at the time with our second kid. And we had talked about moving back to Texas, but it wasn't like a concrete plan yet. And so it became available, this location, the actual one that we bought now. But like I said, we were in Washington. It just wasn't good timing. So we passed. And then years, like fast forward two years later, we had actually booked a cruise. We were like three weeks out from our cruise. And Spencer mentioned, he's like, hey, so that, that Bahama Bucks location is for sale. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. Hmm. He's like, I think we should buy it. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Where? What's going on? So, um, you know, he, he did his due diligence and really researched it and, you know, met with different people, other business owners and stuff like that about it. And we came to the decision to do it. I mean, we kind of, we're kind of fly by the seat of your pants type of folk anyway. It's like, once we make a decision, we're like, okay, let's do it done. And then it just happens. This was no different than that, but I mean, truly didn't understand the magnitude of the decision until it was all done. And there was definitely things that I feel like were divine intervention in that, you know, we happened to have the financing because we had got really lucky in Washington. We did income properties. I didn't mention that. We did income properties before this. Um, (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) whatever we had, we owned a few of those in Washington state. um, And we had one in here in Texas too. And the market exploded in Washington because they moved new squadrons in for um, from Hawaii to Oak Harbor we were living. And so the housing prices went through the roof. And so we were able to sell our properties there. And so we had cash on hand. So we were able to purchase this business. And yeah, it was kind of been a whirlwind. Like we, we saw it was for sale, purchased it. And all of that happened within a three week time period. Like it wasn't even on the radar screen. And then like three weeks over, we owned a business. Like we went to the place, signed the documents, got on a plane and flew out of the country to go to Lana Cruz. It was bizarre. Yeah. So it's a very, very bizarre situation, but super fun. Yes. I remember talking to you because we were telling you that we were looking into a Bahama Bucks and you were like, oh, you know, Spencer wanted to like open one of those once upon a time, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. So I did not purchase one. Um, (laughs) I remember like a few days later, you were like, hey, so it looks like we're going to purchase the Bahama Bucks. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and yeah. then you, you were like, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. And then I was talking to you on the phone and you're like, hold on, Spencer's like telling me about this loan thing. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like, they're legit doing this within yeah. a three-day time period. I don't know what the heck just happened. Like, <laughs> yes, well, exactly. I know. And it was, it was like, I don't know. It was very, you know. I don't know. I just think it's definitely one of those things that was just meant to be type of thing, you know, and um, there's just, there's way too many things that were just like conveniently fell into place very, very quickly that there's no other explanation in my opinion than that. So yeah, it was very cool. Okay. So let's get in the nitty gritty. What kind of stress does this bring into your life and your marriage and being a mom? Let's, yeah, let's be for real. Oh, Lord. You well, you're like still surviving and standing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am real. So 
it has been a huge stress for sure. I mean, anytime you're making a huge purchase of any kind, whether it be a house or even a car, it's a huge stress. Well, I mean, multiply that times like a lot and that's the stress of that. So you have that financial burden, you know, on you because I, I forgot to mention too, like in our first year of marriage, we did the Dave Ramsey plan. So we paid off all of our debt within a year of student debt, everything. So we've been living debt free since then. And so we go from being debt free to like, not so not debt free that it's, it's scary, you know? Yeah. So there's that for sure. But that's one of those things. It's like, you just have to plan and just be sensible about it, you know? So there's that. Definitely whenever we were fixing up the store and like revamping it and things like that and having to just go with all the things that we honestly just didn't know what we were doing. I always like to say it's kind of like, like Bahama Bucks is like our third baby. You know, we had our first kid and we had no, no clue what we were doing. We had all these like, oh, it's going to be this way. And then, you know, when you get that kid home and you're like, staring at this baby and they're like oh cool so your life is dependent on me that's fun it was kind of like that with Bahama Bucks but not with a living human being (laughs) but um I'll just something big that you're just like cool I don't know how to do this at all so it was definitely something like that where you just have to pray a lot and cry a lot and drink lots of coffee and hope that you're doing the right thing you know and I think that the biggest stress of it was just the unknown because I'm not an unknown type gal. Like to the point, I mean, I guess to a point I am, but I'm very much a planner. Like I like to have everything mapped out when I go on vacation, my list, I like mark everything down, like shirt, shoes, socks, underwear, everything. Like I'm a huge planner. And so to have not this concrete plan and just having like, you know, it seemed like every time we'd get one thing done, there was like five more things to get done in its place, you know? So it was definitely a growing time period for us. And we just had to like lean on one another and just be like, look, we're there for each other. We had to reach out for help, you know, a lot with childcare and things like that. So, and just questions, so many questions. So it was a very humbling experience, I should say for sure. Do you find like having to ask for help when it comes to like someone helping watch your kids and stuff like that? Do you think that's like one of the bigger humbling pieces? Yes. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate having to ask people for help because it's like, you don't want to be a burden on someone. And I mean, thankfully our support system here is wonderful. My mother-in-law is like a saint, you know, she would drop everything and watch our kids for us. And it was not like this, well, is she going to be mad? No, like she legit wanted to help. There's no like strings attached. She's amazing. She's an amazing woman. And she would watch him. And my, you know, I have a really good support system with friends and with my cousin and sister-in-laws and things like that, where they were very supportive and very helpful and would drop everything to help us out. But even though you love them and they love you, they're still like, but I just don't want to have to ask again. Like one more time I have to ask you, you know, and I remember there was a situation, it was right after, oh, and, and our daughter started kindergarten that year too. So that was also like a big transition. So you're going through that anyways. And I remember there was one morning... I was really stressed out. You know, we hadn't opened yet, but we had like lots of things were coming down to the wire and we were getting close to deadlines and stuff. And our daughter that was five at the time, I was like, well, hey, you know, Gammy's going to pick you up from school today. And I was like, really like, you know, when you're on that brink of like, you might, you're about to lose it. You're about to lose your stuff, you know, like really close on the brink of like tearful, you know? And so like, I was just right there. And she said, she was like, oh, well, you know, something along the lines of like, well, Gammy's been watching us a lot lately. Oh, why no. can't we, you know, yeah, wh- you know, wh- I noticed Gabby's been watching us a lot lately, you know, and stuff. And um, why is that? How come you're not, she didn't say like, how come you're not around, but it was something like that. Like, how come we don't see you very much anymore? 
And like the, the adult thing to do would have been like, oh, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about our feelings. And that was not the case. Like I just busted out like bawling, ugly crying. And I'm like feeling oh, so much mom guilt. It was like suffocating, you know? And I'm like, I'm really sorry, you know? <laughs> and just like, you know, burying my soul in this poor five-year-old who's like, mom's crazy. That's fun. <laughs> but she'll never be like, mom didn't struggle. She'll be like, oh no, my mom struggled a lot. But, um, <laughs> so, but, when I would ask her questions, right? <laughs> yeah, I asked my mom one question, she lost it. But you know, it's like, I just, I did, I had so much mom guilt of like, my kids are going to grow up and hate me and you know, they're going to think I wasn't there for them, but you just got to let that go. You know, I was listening to this interview with like, I think it was, um, Oh, Jenna Bush and they asked her about mom guilt and she's like oh no I threw mom guilt out the window a long time ago she's like because I don't it's it's not a real thing it's not a real like in, in other countries this is not a thing like in other countries where if, if a mom has to work it's a privilege like it's a blessing if a mom gets to work but in America it becomes like this thing where we feel guilty because we have to make a living or we want to make a living god forbid you don't have to but you actually just want to you know and it's like we need to throw that out the window we need to throw mom guilt out the window it's it's stupid you know, we're, we're doing the best that we can. We're providing for our kids and our kids are understanding. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's so true. And sometimes like I see people and the most successful people are those that have like the single mom who has yes. like five jobs and they don't exactly. have towards her. They're like, no, that woman was a strong woman and she taught yeah. me good work ethic. Right. Like those exactly. are the stories you see. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, you look at people like Ben Carson. I mean, he was a single mom household. There was two boys, you know, and both of them are wildly successful, you know, uh, his brother is a lawyer. And of course he's like, you know, a surgeon and like, you know, running, ran for president. So it's like, you know, the mom guilt thing is just an illusion, you know, and it's just like, you just gotta like, you gotta get past that because if you don't, it's going to suffocate you. So, yeah. I've, and I still have mom guilt. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not like, Oh, I'm totally carefree. Everything's fine. But, but it is something that I'm like, okay, this is in my mind. Like I got to get over it. Yeah. Like your kids are going to be good. They're okay. You guys are like yeah. really present parents when you're there. You know what I mean? Like you guys exactly. don't neglect your kids. They're not just going yeah. out on the back porch for five <laughs> hours alone. You know, like they're five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys are doing good. Okay. So then how was, I mean like real quickly, how was your relationship with Spencer? Did, like, was there any toll there or was there any, like I know for Andrew and I, there were many times where I thought he should be doing a specific thing and I would get snappy. I'm like, what are you doing? That one's just like not as important, right? And yeah. he's all, well, buddy, like calm down. And yeah. what he would be doing was actually a very crucial portion of what we needed done. <laughs> but like, you know, but it wasn't my mindset. It wasn't my way. And so I would snap and it wasn't like all the time, but it was just when those stresses began, like, you know, they begin to stack on top of each other and then out of nowhere I'm like what's your problem you know <laughs> yeah no oh no I mean of course we have that I mean any couple that doesn't have that I don't know how to relate you're weird but <laughs> no I mean and, and me and Spencer like from the very beginning of our relationship like when we were just in that friend period I was like we had brutal honesty and we've always had brutal honesty with one another like if I'm mad like there's no like gee is Kathy upset it's like oh no oh no you know you know. And same thing goes with him. If he's upset, he tells me, hey, I'm really mad about this. I don't feel like you should have done that. La-di-da. So 
you know, I think that if you, I, I personally, I can't imagine being married and not having that type of relationship because I'm such a, hmm, I'm an intense person. And so I can't imagine <laughs> not being able to like share that intensity with someone. I just, it'd be weird. And it'd be weird if he didn't match that intensity back, then I'd be like, oh, now I feel like a horrible person. I'm just like beating you up here. But, um, <laughs> but there's definitely those stresses and, you know, with, flipping houses, you have those stresses. With kids, you have those stresses. With anything, you're going to have those stresses, you know? And I think that it's just, you've got to be able to be like, separate yourself from it. Like, if we're going to argue about business stuff or, or we're going to get upset, it's like, okay, we've got to like deal with it, tackle it head on and try not to take it personally. I truthfully, I have a really hard time not taking things personally, you know? And that's just something I have to work on. That's not anybody's problem but my own. But I think that you've just, you've got to be really honest with one another and know where each other are at. You know, you got to be like, look, I'm freaking out about this. I'm having a lot of anxiety about this. I need to be real with you. Like, I feel like this isn't a good idea. It is a good idea, whatever. And you just have to have that relationship where if your spouse is your business partner, you've got to be real with one another and be able to talk to one another. So, because if you don't, you're going to not last. Yeah, no, it's so true. Um, Because I think the worst is when it's just built up forever and then there's the explosion. I would yes. much rather just be like, hey, dude, I'm so annoyed right now. I'm yeah, so annoyed. Yeah, exactly. So you might need to talk me off the ledge for a quick sec. Like, yeah. <laughs> you might yeah. need to and, calm me down. And I think that's real. And, and there's been many times where I've woken up and I'm just like, look, I'm in a really bad mood. I'm in a really bad place right now. So if I'm snappy, like, don't take it personally. You know, like, you know, just like preemptive strike. I am having a situation. So I yeah. need you to like, be aware. <laughs> and Spencer was really, I mean, truthfully, you know, I think that there's times I was it's funny. I was just talking to a friend about this right before we got on here. I mean, I think it's, it's times like in the hard times where you kind of find out what's up with your relationship. Cause I feel like in hard times, me and Spencer, like we can really come through to each other. It's kind of like, it, it, but if you're, you're bored in your relationship, I feel like that's when like stupid fights happen, you know, but like in it's hard times, like when you're broken down and you're crying about something, it's like when your, your spouse is like, Hey dude, I got you. Like, you don't need to explain it. I got you. Like, I got the kids. You go take five minutes or whatever. And that's, that's yeah. the kind of relationship you've got to like be like real with one another, you know, to be able to be successful. Yes. That actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and I, I don't know what happened. I think it was just all the traveling we've been doing, which I think people like, it looks glorious, right? From the outside. It's like, Oh, she's been to all these places lately. And I'm like, <laughs> I just need to be in my bed. I'm exhausted. I just want one day at home, right? Like, so this is what's happening to me. And instead, we quickly, it was like a whirlwind. We'd been gone for two weeks. We came home for two days. And one of those days, my house was completely open to the public. And we had all these, like, vendors in it. And then the next day, I was supposed to be repacking a whole family of six and on our way out again for another week, right? So I am just beyond oh my gosh. done. Um, my house is like upside down. Oh, and like right when we got back, there'd be visitors, like the day we got back, right? So I am just like, I'm out, I'm done. And I was coming home to do like a speaking engagement. I was like, I can't, like I, I can't pack. I'm not going on the trip. I'm not doing it. And it was like a family trip on his side. And I was like, I love your family. I can't personally do it. I'm done. I'm over. And he's at work, right? So he's at work. He's working the weekends. And I'm like, I'm done. I can't pack anything. I'm not doing laundry. I just, I'm not going, right? So I'm on complete freak out. He's at work, like, something's wrong with my woman. Like, <laughs> she lost her dang mind. 
And so I get this phone call when he gets off and he's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm in my guy. Like, right. So now I'm in breakdown mode even more because I'm having to like run these errands that I didn't like put time in for. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to like meet you off the highway. I'm going to just grab the kids. And I'm like, do you think I'm not capable? Like, right. So now I'm just <laughs> losing it. And he does, he comes and I was dropping something off to your friend and I walked up to the door and I gave her something and uh, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I have to go. Like, I'm fine. So I like walk away and I just start bawling. I didn't even make it to my car. I'm bawling. He pulls up and he takes the kids and he's all, um, honey, I need you to like, go have a drink. Like, <laughs> you need to like, go unwind. Maybe you need to go get your nails done. He's like, I don't know what you need to do, but please go do that and I'll take care of the rest, right? And I'm crying. I'm like, it's just what you do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, he's telling me he's going to do all of it, right? He's like, don't worry, I got this. And I'm still crying. And I hit that. You know what I mean? Like, you just hit it yeah. sometimes. And I just you just hit that, absolutely. Yeah, I was you do. Like, and you hit it everybody has their like breaking point, you know? And it's like, even if people are like, well, I'm so strong, I got this, I got that. And you could be super mom, but it's like, at one point you're going to have, you're going to be able to break. And when you do, it's like, you need to have someone there to lean on. And if, if it's not yeah. your spouse, y'all just, you don't have that relationship, then you have to be able to like, there's got to be a girlfriend or an aunt or a grandma or whatever, because you know, it's like, you have to be able to have a person that you can be real with, you know? And maybe you yeah. can't be real about everything with your spouse. I mean, there's definitely stuff that you're like, mm, I don't feel comfortable talking to you about that. Um, which yeah. means are sort of nurses. So there's basically no area that is uncomfortable for us, but you know, <laughs> I know that, um, but still there's sometimes I don't want to talk to him about something. Like I might want to talk to a girlfriend about it. And it's like, you know, um, or someone that can understand mom guilt. Cause dudes don't have mom guilt. I mean, they don't have dad guilt. Not really. I mean, they might have to a degree, but there's just, it's, it's a different story. They definitely have guilt on different areas, but I don't feel like it's the same guilt that moms feel. So sometimes you need to talk to your mom about that or your mom or whoever about it, a female yeah. type friend, you know, but yeah, no, I feel you. So yeah. I know. Hot mess over here. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. So if you can give like one last word of advice to those that might be starting a business or just have crazy schedules or I mean, really anything, what would your piece of like encouragement word of advice be? Hmm. My big piece of advice would be to, I would say just keep going. I know that that's probably like generic and it's like, oh yeah, or, but it's true. I mean, it's like the people who fail at business, a lot of times are people who give up, you know, because there's going to be times where you want to quit. Trust me. Oh Lord, there is like, whether you're going to college or you're a mom. I mean, I've, there's been times as a mom that I'm like, can I just go on vacation like by myself, you know, like for a week, just alone, just from momming. Cause momming's hard, you know, and people who are like stay at home moms, hardest job out there. And it's like, you know, there, there's just times where it's like, you just gotta be like, I know that this is hard and I'm, I'm doing the climb right now, but I got to keep going because you can't stop. Now you can stop and catch your breath. You can't just keep going until you die because you'll just die up on top of Mount Everest there. But it's like, yeah. you gotta like take a moment and then keep going, you know, and piggybacking on that is, and if you're going to do, be doing that, you have to be able to take care of yourself. You know, there's a reason on airplanes when like, you know, you're reading the little manual thing or whatever. And it says like, you have to apply your oxygen mask first. Because if you're dead passed out, you can't apply the oxygen mask to your kid. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> you've got to take care of yourself, you know? And it's like, 
there you're you've got to try to get sleep you've got to try to eat reasonably healthy and if you don't cut yourself some slack too i mean i think that's a big part of it too is there's many nights many 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 nights where mcdonald's was dinner or we had like cereal for dinner or my dinner consisted of like eating Whataburger at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning as I'm driving home from doing stuff at Bucks and you've got to cut yourself some slack. So when we say self-care, it's like physical care and like mental care. Know if you have issues, if you're having anxiety, you got to be able to deal with that. And if that means you have to be in therapy, then do it. If that means you need to go to marriage counseling, then do it. If that means you need to like have a conversation with your doctor about getting on medication, then do it. But you can't be, you know, at the level you need to be to be successful as an entrepreneur if you're, you know, not firing on all cylinders. So it's like you've got to take care of yourself as best that you can. Yeah, I love that. Was that was a long last point, but yes. No, it's okay. No, but it's true because you instead if you are always going and not taking care of yourself, you're literally like those little hamsters in the wheel that are going nowhere. You're just spinning because you are not taking that time to recoup, regroup. And a lot of times you get a lot more clarity through that too. Like a lot of times when I have my quiet time and my silence and whatever I do for me, there's so much clarity that can come from that where I'm like, oh, dang, I don't yeah. think I'm going the right way right now. <laughs> Hold on. Let me yeah. like refix that. You yeah, know? definitely. So it is really important. Thank you for coming on and Everybody stay tuned because the next one will be Kathy again, but we are going Yay! in a completely different direction. <laughs> so yes. completely other, other way. So stay tuned and thank you, Kathy. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Thriving Together podcast. If you were encouraged or touched by this message, I ask that you like and share. You guys can screenshot the image, tag me on social media, and like and subscribe if you are enjoying these stories and messages. Also, if you want to share your own journey, because each and every one of you have a unique story then contact me, comment below, or find me under Taylor Catherine on Instagram or Facebook. I would love, love to help you get your story of hope and encouragement to everyone.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's Thriving Together podcast. If you were encouraged or touched by this message, I ask that you like and share. You guys can screenshot the image, tag me on social media, and like and subscribe if you are enjoying these stories and messages. Also, If you want to share your own journey, because each and every one of you have a unique story, then contact me, comment below, or find me under Taylor Catherine on Instagram or Facebook. I would love, love to help you get your story of hope and encouragement to everyone. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.